mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers, and welcome once again to another episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am Sean, your host and moderator, and with me once again is uh, Sean P. Say what's up, Sean. Guys, what's going on? So, uh, not coincidentally, we have uh, episode 7 of the Silicon Theory Podcast, and we're going to be talking about the Galaxy Note 7. So, uh, it was announced uh, almost two full weeks ago, and uh, the information is out in the wild and people have, I believe, a few people have already started to receive their pre-orders and the vast majority of folks will be getting their pre-orders this week. Uh, Both Sean and P and I have had an opportunity to uh, handle the phone in person, take a look at it, uh, get a quick uh, rundown of what our initial impressions and stuff are. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Note 7. Um, Some of the things that uh, were rumored to be true and were not true, some things that were rumored to be true and did end up coming true, and then uh, our hands-on impressions and then kind of a, a quick recap of our final thoughts. So uh, without any further ado, let's, um, let's jump right in. Let's talk, um, remind me, Sean, what were, what were the rumors about the Galaxy Note 7 and what do those compare with the device that was actually released? So this is definitely a situation of uh, the rumor kind of being better than the reality, unfortunately. So the rumors were pretty consistent. It was a Snapdragon 823, which later everyone thought was going to be the 821 once Qualcomm actually announced it. Uh, It was going to have 6 gigabytes of RAM, a 4000 mAh battery, uh, 12-megapixel camera, 5.7-inch 2K uh, edge screen, uh, waterproofing, IP68 uh, waterproofing, uh, what else? Retina scanner, and then... um, yeah, I think that was it mostly for the rumors. SD card slot, obviously I'm not sure I mentioned that. So what we actually got was some of those things, but a miss on a lot of them. So the processor is not an upgraded Snapdragon. It's a Snapdragon 820, the same chip that's been basically in every flagship this year. Uh, and it has four gigabytes of RAM. There is going to be a six gigabyte variant, it looks like in China, but stateside and in Europe, it's four gigabytes. We also have 64 gig of base memory, does have an SD card, it is waterproof, does have a retina scanner. The screen size and the you know curved edge screen, all of that was correct as well. Um, and the battery came in at 3,500 milliamp hours, so smaller than anticipated. So based on all of that, I would say a little bit of disappointment from my side, and, and I'll tell you why. The Note lines kind of always represented the, it, since the Samsung's late model release, it was like, the, the Galaxy S comes out, and then you get the upgraded Note at the end of the year with the newer sister, system on chip, more RAM, some, something new. Literally, this is a Galaxy S7 Edge, basically. So this is a phone that came out six months ago, and the Note 7 is essentially that. It has a slightly smaller battery, and this is probably due to the fact they had to make room for the S Pen. So it's 3,600 milliamp hours in the S7 Edge, 3,500 milliamp hours in the S in Note 7. Um, same RAM, 4GB. The screen's basically the same, although the Note 7 screen gets brighter. We'll, we'll discuss that, but very similar. I think if you saw them side by side, you couldn't tell much of a difference. So I think when you look at all these things, it was hard not to feel let down a little bit because judged against the phone that's six months old, there isn't a whole lot going on here that we haven't seen before, and not many things have moved forward much. 
And I think that's kind of uh, the crux of most people's arguments when you look at the uh, the hype machine that was surrounding the Note 7. Everybody was kind of forward-looking with the, uh, the next-generation processor and the next-generation uh, amount of RAM uh, because that is, again, traditionally what the Note 7 typically comes with. Um, next generation specifications, especially when you compare it to phones that have already been out for quite a while. Now, the, the, there has been quite a bit of convergence as the Galaxy S line moves closer towards the Note line in terms of spec, in terms of uh, premium features, in terms of what it is that people expect out of it. Uh, and I've seen a couple of the comparisons with the Galaxy S7 Edge. Uh, I think, quite honestly, the literal difference is one is more rectangular and one is a little more rounded, and a 5.5-inch display versus a 5.7-inch display. Otherwise, in a lot of ways, they're virtually identical. I think a lot of people probably might have been a little bit disappointed just because of the fact that there is a, a very significant price difference between uh, what the Note 7 will be launched at, specifically branded from the carriers, uh, and what you could obtain uh, the Galaxy S7 Edge for uh, now that it's been out for six months. Do you remember what the? Uh, do you remember what each of the carriers had the Note 7 priced at initially? So here's what the pricing is right now: T-Mobile's eight hundred and forty-nine dollars outright. Verizon's eight hundred and sixty-four. AT&T is eight hundred and eighty. I don't recall what Sprint is offhand because. Nobody, nobody cares about Sprint. Should, yeah, nobody should really care. They really need to die. That's a separate separate issue. But so this phone is literally the most expensive Android phone that I can remember. It's squarely in Apple territory. There's literally no other phone on the planet that costs as much. Like, that's it. Like, the Note 7 and the iPhone are the two most expensive phones that there are. So it's, as the weeks have gone by though, so here's kind of, Sean and I both played with this phone. So I've actually had my, the chance to get my hands on it a couple times now. And it's a really good phone. Like when you actually look at it overall, I mean, it's, it's great looking. The edge is a lot less pronounced on the Note 7 than it is on the edge. So it's basically, it's really narrow, but you don't have as much risk of having the accidental side touches that you would have on the edge, which has a, a much steeper angle. And when you use it, it's fast. I mean, it's snappy. Here's the problem for me. Having played with a OnePlus 3 that costs $399, this phone is literally double more. It's more than double, double the price. And it's like, man, it's a re it probably still is the most well-rounded phone on the market, I would say. The Galaxy S7 Edge, I've consistently been saying, is the best phone so far this year. So it's a little bit disingenuous to say, oh, the Note 7 is a disappointment because it's basically that with some slight improvements or very similar. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't even be comparing it to the S7 Edge. You should be comparing it to the Note 5. And compared to the Note 5, it has newer processor, newer GPU, this curved screen. It has a 70%, 17% pardon. Uh, higher capacity battery. It has the better camera. The thing is this though, the Note line, you didn't have to do that, play that game before. It was basically the Note was the best phone that was out. That was it. It wasn't, oh, you should be comparing it to its predecessor, not this other phone that came out later. Well, no, that was the whole point. This was the power user's phone. If you compared it to anything, Samsung threw the best of everything in there was kind of the kitchen sink approach and you were getting the best of what was out there. This year, you're probably still getting the best of what's out there, but the distance is a lot shorter between most of the other devices in the Note, and the fact that it costs $849 or more, man, it makes it tough. 
It's not that the phone is a disappointment uh, when seen in a vacuum, because it's not. Um, it, it is. I agree. It's the. It's probably the pinnacle of Android technology that's available right now, and that's before we get to the fact that you can actually use it at night to signal planes in the sky because it generates over 1,040 nits of brightness. Yeah, that's insane. One of the GIFs that I saw was actually a Note 7 atop a lighthouse in Massachusetts shining a beacon for all of the ships in the shipping lane to come into the harbor. It's that bright. But when you look at it in comparison to the other devices that Samsung released, these are phones that came out six months ago, and it's basically packing a lot of the same specs. So I think people were expecting a little bit more for their $850. If it had had the Snapdragon 821, 6 gigs of RAM, which you know one could argue may, may or not even be necessary, but um, and maybe a, a couple of other things like a slightly larger battery size and you know some other you know some other trinkets I don't know fire starter Swiss Army knife who knows then you could say okay Samsung can absolutely justify charging eight hundred fifty dollars for that phone but when you compare it to the S7 Edge and you go eh, I can get that right now for probably five fifty do I really want to spend three hundred dollars more for a phone that is arguably not three hundred dollars better um, I don't know I, I think it's a great phone I think there's going to be a lot of people that love it. Uh, it's already broken pre-order records. The, the, pre- the pre-orders are so out of control they had to, to delay the launch in a bunch of countries because of insufficient supply, which every time I read that article it makes me cringe because now Samsung knows that they can effectively get 849 freaking dollars for a phone and people will pay it in droves, which means next year, why in the hell would they charge anything less than that, right? The other thing, too, that really drives me nuts about this whole thing to some extent is last year, the Note 5 was a base 32 gig variant with no SD card slot, which kind of sucked. It was $699, and so you had to, to get to 64 gig, you had to go, go up to $799. This year, though, they had the SD card slot back. So if they offered a 32-gigabyte SKU, it would probably be fine for most people because you can just pop an SD card in there. But no, they only have the 64-gig SKU now, which means 849 is the base. Like It would be a lot easier to swallow if there was a $749 32-gig model that I could pick up. At that point, I probably it's probably a no-brainer for me. i probably buy one. But at $849, like, I'm giving it serious pause. And I'm a guy that obviously is overly obsessed with smartphones and upgrades every year. If I'm sitting there going, man, this is too expensive for what it is, I don't understand how they're breaking pre-sale records. I, it b- blows my mind. There are a lot of people out there that really like this phone and are willing, obviously, to pay no matter what it takes to get it. So having said that, you've spent some hands-on time with it. I've spent some hands-on time with it. What do you, price point aside, all kinds of uh, disappointment with the specs aside. What do you think of what do you think of the Note Seven? So the actual Note Seven itself, a fantastic look. This is a fantastic phone. First of all, it has the best screen. There's no argument. This is not a new thing. Every time Samsung releases a new phone now, it has the best screen. It's the new best, right? So it's awesome. The curved screen, still from a utility standpoint, is totally like dubious to me, but. The cool thing about the curved screen really is it's not that pronounced on this phone, so the width of the phone is, it's like 73 millimeters wide. It's basically as wide as a a Nexus 5X. Like, that's a 5.2 inch screen versus a 5.7, and they're basically the same width. So when you hold it, it's really nice in your hand because it's not that wide. So from a design standpoint, 
it's fantastic. Samsung does a lot of little things better on this phone than any of the others. The back curve and the front curve are the exact same, so it's completely symmetrical. On the black one, the frame is black, so it really is like the stealth phone. It's just one of those nice touches. It looks great. The silver version looks fabulous. I haven't seen the blue, the coral blue yet, um, but from a design standpoint, it's great. The screen's incredible. And when I used it, it's plenty fast. We know the camera's a proven commodity already and is the best camera so far. So, again, like, take it as a whole, it's the new best phone. For me, there's nothing else this year that can touch it as far as overall capability. Even, like, the Iris scanner, which is kind of one of those things where I'm like, eh, who cares? It's kind of cool. You can use that in conjunction with the fingerprint lock, so it's kind of, you know, you can use it if you want, if you don't, great, but it has an extra layer of security and it works pretty well from everything I've seen. So, all things considered, yeah, great. $849, great? That's where it gets a little bit tougher for me. I mean, the OnePlus 3 is $399, and the Nexus phones are going to come out pretty quick, and from a, like, strict spec standpoint, they're going to be the same. I mean, the screen may be slightly lesser quality. It won't be as nice of a panel as what Samsung's using. But otherwise, like, they're the same. It just makes it tough to justify. You can buy, like, a laptop with a Core i7 in it and serious amounts of RAM for the same price as you can buy a smartphone. It's like, oh, man. I, I always made fun of Apple for all these years, so it's it's crazy to me that now Samsung is charging Apple money. I think we had that one uh, that one meme that said the the 128 gig iPhone 6s Plus was like 950 dollars, and for that money you could get like two Android smartphones, a laptop, and a smartwatch, and it was all the same price. Uh, I've handled, ironically enough, the only one that I got a chance to get my hands on was the Coral Blue. Um, It's nice. Uh, I'm the pink, question mark, uh, metallic band around the outside of it really kind of kills it for me. If it was blue on blue or even blue on silver, it would be a really, really good looking device. I thought it was gold. It's pink? It's pink. It's like a rose gold pinkish. It's whatever it is. It's hideous. I feel like that's one of those decisions you make where you're like, I'm going to buy this new color. It looks really cool. And then like a month in, you're going to be like, oh, what the hell was I doing? This is, uh, this is just bad. It's certainly a, uh, a drunk at two in the morning kind of impulse buy. But the uh, device is, is tall, but narrow enough where it's not uh, unwieldy. Uh, if you're like me and used to using like a Nexus 6P style device, which already has a 5.7 inch display, um, it, it's actually a little bit nicer in hand just because of kind of the curvature of the screen in the front and the back on which Sean's already talked about. But the, um, the only thing that, that did really kind of stand out to me was it was a little bit slippery in hand. I mean, when you're using all that metal and glass, it does take a little bit of getting used to, so you'd probably want to slap it in a good size case right away, but um, it flew. I mean, it absolutely flew. I managed to pop out the S Pen and kind of tinker around with that for a little bit, so that, that's kind of a nice touch, especially when you're using uh, Samsung's native multi-window apps. You can have two windows running on all of that real estate at the same time. If you're watching a YouTube video and uh, copy and paste the link into your uh, email account right below it, it's pretty, it's pretty slick. Um, in both the literal and the figurative sense, the um, the display is very very bright. Um, it it really is just a, a magnificent looking and performing phone. Um, I mean, it, it snaps 
pictures insanely quick. You double press the home button to launch the camera app, and boom, it's there. Um, it, it's just a, it's an amazing phone. It, it really, once you think about it in terms of what it is, again, in a vacuum, it's an incredible amount of technology that's packed into that 5.7-inch display size. Um, it's overall smaller of a footprint uh, than the Nexus 6P, and it has the exact same size display, um, and it's 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 superior in just about every way. Um, I I really really like it. I especially like the fact that especially. Um, and this was already seen in the Galaxy S7 lines, but they brought back the IP68 rating. They brought back the SD card slot for storage. That's a big deal for a lot of people, especially in the Note series where it is kind of a power user's phone. Um, and even though that gap between those two lines is shrinking, it's good to know that Samsung has listened to some of the uh, criticisms and designs uh, that were changed in previous phones and brought back those things because that apparently is what makes uh, these phones incredibly popular and you know if you're looking for at least in my mind a, a reason to justify moving from um, the S6 uh, or the Note 5 to the Note 7 um, you know the IP68 rating and the external storage alone probably would be would be good enough reasons not to mention everything else is improved so um, We've covered a lot of ground. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you that struck you about the Note Seven that you wanted to share or touch on? No, I think we covered it. And I think in the you know in full disclosure here, I went from there's no way I'm paying that there high to I've had moments of weakness where I'm like, man, if I sell my phone I'm like a kidney, I could probably make this happen. So I'm still going back and forth. I think the truth of the matter is I'll buy one at some point. It's still the for me the most well-rounded device on the market. It's just a matter of do I am I going to give in and pay this insane sum or wait and buy it on Swappa for less in a month or two and try to avoid some sales tax as well. But it's still great. It's a great phone. I think it's shifted towards a more mainstream phone. I think that there's reason for that too. It's the release keeps getting bumped back. So this was an October November release at one point. Now it's an August release. And that's in order to beat the iPhone every year. And by virtue of that, because of the release schedule for Qualcomm, I guess maybe we're, we probably should stop expecting that we're going to get this like processor upgrade every year and whatnot. That's just not going to happen. They don't release their second processor, if you will, until usually the fourth quarter. So given that, maybe that's kind of a thing of the past. But take it as a whole, great phone. I'll probably still buy it. I still think it's insanely overpriced, but that may not stop me. Probably won't stop you, but um, again, if you could if you could nab it for a uh, hundred dollars less or one hundred and twenty dollars less, that pretty much makes this phone an automatic buy. Um, the only other thing that really struck me that was of interest was. Um, Samsung finally did make the change and switched over to USB Type-C in the Note series. So all of those people who were hoping to have their fast chargers from the Galaxy S6 line uh, and use them on their new Note 7 are going to have to end up going out and buying a couple of extra accessories other than the ones that come in the box. Uh, the Nexus... They give uh, you an adapter, man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> For one cable. Um the Nexus 6P has uh, USB Type-C in it, and that phone was released in November of last year, so it's good to see Samsung finally adopting that technology, and the S7 and S7 Edge probably would have it if um, if they had most likely already been in production by the time that the Nexus phones came out last year, otherwise it probably would have seen it. But um, if you are considering uh, buying the Note 7, 
uh, and have uh, you know nine hundred dollars floating around that uh, is doing nothing for you, and you're looking for a way to do it. Um, investing in the Note Seven is probably not the worst thing in the world. It's a great phone. Sell that kidney. Buy one. Do it. You got two kidneys for a reason, people. Figure it out. Um, That'll do it for episode seven of the Silicon Theory podcast. Uh, You can find all of our work at silicontheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Silicon Theory. And we will catch up to you guys in the next one. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.